Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? Hello and welcome to Thank You Next, the podcast inspired by Ariana Grande. Oh my God, are we going to stop chatting about her? No. We wouldn't be here without Ariana Grande. Give props where props are deserved. No, I know, I know, I know. I do rate it. All right. So actually, this podcast is about owning your relationship L's, switching them up, switching up position. Oh, shit. Turning them into wins. And when we say L's, we mean losses. I'm Raj. And I'm Hardy. And we are two creatives who work in, as Raj calls it, the wanky media industry. Yeah, we might have taken a few hours here and there, maybe. But over lockdown, me and Raja spent a lot of time alone, as most people have. And we've managed to turn some of our hours into lessons. Every other episode, me and Raj get a guest to come on the podcast and they talk about their L's and we turn their L's into lessons and share them with you. So hopefully, you know, we're all learning and loving. Why do you sound like a yogi now all of a sudden? What are you talking about? We're learning and loving. I am a I am a yogi, by the way. Oh, you are a yogi. Teach me. Teach me your ways. No, I'm still I'm a, I'm learning too. I'm on the path of learning. Alright, cool, 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 cool. So guys, when we're talking about relationships, we don't just mean the romantic ones. We mean all the other relationships that play a massive part in our lives, including friendships, family, work politics. You know, like that fake friend that's in your crew or that toxic family member. Maybe that auntie that just keeps telling you that you've got a spot when you're fully aware that you have a spot because you see a mirror every morning. Also, though, the nice people too. I've got one person at work, yeah, who's so positive, shining a little light. You know, sometimes when you really need it, they notice. Yeah, boy. So obviously we're going to be figuring out the lesson and the win from our guest's experience today, turning it into a positive. And it's not just about our guests and us. We want to know what you want to say thank you next to. So make sure you email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com and follow us on the socials for some extra content. Guys, where are your revenge stories? Come on. I would like to hear some before 2021. Because you know what? You know what? My friend actually said to me the other day, love makes you crazy, as in me specifically. It makes you crazy. It really does. What have you done in the in the heat of the moment? Not sexual. Well, unless you want, if you want to tell me that, that's fine. But that's not what I'm going for here. And obviously we can keep your details anonymous. It's all good. We don't need to mention your name. Oh, If you really want to be careful, you can create a fake email account and then you can create a fake Twitter account to go with that email account. And that can be your burner account. All right, what's been going down this week then? Well, Raj, you beautiful soul, (laughs) sent me a gift to work in this nice big box. And I was unboxing it slowly. As I was unboxing it, I was like, "Mm, what is it? What could it be? Did you think it was going to be a dildo? (laughs) Nah, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't actually. Okay. I did. I know that didn't come into my mind once. And if it was, I feel like I'd feel a way about using it knowing you gifted it to me. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. It wouldn't be right. Nah, it's not cool, man. Just don't be buying people dildos. Like, Mm -mm. mm. Raj gifted me Ariana Grande's album. Thank you, next. Because I said I've not listened to it. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to listen to it now. You're an Arian, Aaron, Aaronator. I don't know what they are called. Aaronator. What is it called? Aaronator. I don't know. Is that, she, is that what she calls them? 
they're like terminators, but they're arenators. Is that what the, she actually called? Is there a name? Arianators. Arian. Let's see how she says it. Arianators. All right. So I've got Ariana Grande's album. I've got a nice rose-scented candle, and I have finally leveled up and become my own fuckboy because I now have a rose-scented diffuser. Thank you, Raj. See, you don't even need a fuckboy to have a diffuser. You can be that fuckboy. Be your own fuckboy. Well, I would like to add that you got me a diffuser with the sticks and the diffuser that the photographer had was actually electric. But he's airing me now anyway, so it's fine. I don't know why he's airing us. Like, does he not want extra work? Are you dumb, fam? Look at me. Look at me. Are you dumb? I actually got vibes that day that... He kind of was like, she's a bit hot. I don't, you know what? I don't need him to talk to me. Like, Ooh. I was just, hello. I don't even need you. I don't need you, bitch. No, nah, it's not like that. It's so funny because you don't even need to take an L and his name actually begins with L. So it's like, you literally don't need to take an L. I'm not starting beef with the photographer. However, I was just, <laughs> I was just, I was just being friendly. I thought I was just being, right, I'm a bit of a flirt. So that was the first time I met Hardeep and I was just like, Okay, she's flirting with Lawrence. She's flirting with Lawrence. She flirt. Oh shit! Stop! Stop dropping his name. Anyway, who's, sorry. Who's Lawrence? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I am a flirt though. I am a really bad flirt. Like my friends know it, man. I just can't help myself. I just can't help myself. I don't know how to flirt. Nah, I just do it really badly. Well, I just love it, and also there's no one around to do it with. So when there's someone there, it's fucking can't help it. Anyway, Raj. What happened with you this week? No, listen, I need to play you this thing. Yeah, My friend keeps sending me this bit of chat from the Scrubs podcast. So, you know, there's a, there's a podcast about Scrubs hosted by the two guys that were in Scrubs, right? You know, I've never watched Scrubs. Oh, my God. Where have you been? Like, I remember being unemployed and just watching Scrubs all day, every day. And they were like reruns. So basically, my friend sent me this thing from the Scrubs podcast. I'm just going to play it to you and I'll insert it into this. If the person you're talking to isn't ready to start meeting up within like 10 messages, they're not taking it seriously. I think if you're on the app, what I'm saying is if you're on the apps, your goal is to decide on somebody that you're attracted to, figure out when you're going on a date and then going. Now I know obviously this is a little COVID aside, but like the dance of talking for three weeks or whatever is just like, uh, uh, let's do this in person. If they're not willing to meet up after 10 messages or something, skip, you're out. Forget that. Yeah. We're here to meet, not here to just yeah. talk. How many times have you been sent that clip and how old is it? I think it's from an episode like from about a month, two months ago, maybe. I don't know. Why do you think you are particularly being sent that same bit of audio by multiple people? I have no, no, only by one person, just one of my friends, shout out TJ. But yeah, she sends me this clip and she's like, you know, I just needed to send you this clip. And then sometimes I'll be talking to her and then she'll just send me the clip. She won't even talk back to me. I'll just be like, oh, okay, cool. It's true. If you're on an app, what are you there for? Like you're obviously clearly... Well, okay, not every single person in the world. But if you're on an app and you're not ready to meet, you're not ready, you just want to chat back and forward, you're just looking for attention or just to waste time. Then I saw this post, yeah, Bumble, of all thingies, had this post that was like promoted for some reason, I saw it. Bumble need to sponsor us, by the way. They're out here sponsoring everyone. Hello? Yo, Bumble, like, it's, it's you either pick us or we go with Hinge. See you later. Bumble had this post and it was like this girl and this guy and um, they, they were dating and they were celebrating their anniversary or whatever and they were like, yeah, we spoke for a year on Bumble and then we met up and he's not my usual type because he's blonde and now we're together. And I was just like, oh, okay, so they talked on Bumble for a year and that's normal. But why am I being sent all this shade being like, okay. if you've if you've chatted to someone for 10 messages and they don't want to meet you, then you just don't chat to them no more. 
please explain. Please make it make sense. I'm always baffed, yeah, when people are chatting to people and they're not FaceTiming and they're not like WhatsApp video calling, voice noting, like different types of messages. Like, I guess if you were doing that and like video calling and other types... If it's just literally, hi, how are you? So if a phone call was involved, this would be semi-normal, but because it's not, it's just like not. Yeah. What are you, fucking pen pal? Like, no. What is this this leading to? I don't believe they were talking on the app for a year. That's a lie. Now, in this day and age, my fucking flatmate was saying to me, oh, I should get your number two just in case, like, uh, and not just have you on Instagram. That's just, and he lives next door. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, no. There's multiple modes of communication. Okay, it's okay. I'm just, maybe this is an L that I'm taking. Time will tell. No, 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 no. You bought this up for a reason. What do you, what do you, where do you think this is? I just wanted to share it with you guys. This is what's been happening this week. Like, you know, this, this clip is being sent to me again. And she actually sent another clip to me this week. We'll save it for another episode, okay? Thank you. Next. I'm very excited today because today we are joined by our second guests. Second guests of Thank You Next. They're the hosts of an award-winning podcast. Called Black Girls Living. They're called Vic and Jazz. But the most important thing about all of this is, yeah, they featured on my biggest show of 2020. So in my opinion, I May Destroy You is the best show of 2020. And their podcast featured on that. It is the best show of 2020, quite frankly. And it was groundbreaking. Like anyone that says, I'm not having this conversation. People have said to me, normal people was the best show of 2020. Nah, Listen, you don't. can I just say something? Like, Hardy, have you tried to watch that show? It's so awkward. Have you seen a lot of it? Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. Oh, you have? Okay, so I've tried to... Why are you so, why are you so surprised, okay? No, because I've tried to watch it on several occasions. And every time I've tried to watch it, I get to the same point, 10 minutes in yeah. 10 minutes into episode one and bang, I'm asleep. It's really, really awkward. Like, and the tension, it's just so fucking awkward. Does anything happen in it? No, not really. Why is everyone saying this is the best show of 2020? Please, like... No, no, no. Normal People is not the best show of 2020. I May Destroy You 100% is. I'll say that with my chest. And Black Girls Living featured on that. I'm so excited to talk to them today because, mate, they came into contact with one of my heroes somehow. You know, they were worked on the same project with the hero that is Michaela Cole. So we're about to find out what Vic and Jazz are going to say thank you next to. Thank you next. We have Jazz and Vic. Jazz, who has the sweetest voice I've ever heard. And Vic. La, 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 la. No, no, not my singing voice. Look not my singing voice. voice Sorry. an angel. <laughs> Wow. Why haven't you two started a band? I know. You know, the minute you guys joined the Zoom, all I wanted to say was... My girl would never... My girl would never... The rhythm. Rhythm. Can I say... Oh my God, that is such a vibe. Where are you guys going to bring that tune out? Do you know? It's a real question. I'm telling Jazz. We're actually hoping we can get NSG on the track. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. It actually. Have you guys put that out there officially as a request? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we're doing it right now. Hopefully, they'll they'll get to hear this and um, they'll reach out. <laughs> I'm so dead. You guys could have gone to number one for Christmas. <laughs> for Christmas. Like, I actually think we could have done it. Could you imagine? I think he could have done it. Ban Mary Carey. <laughs> She's already had her number one for what? How many weeks? She's, She's done it. She's had her time, man. She's had her time. It's your time. Is it true that All I Went For Christmas has only had its first British number one, like UK number yeah. one, like the other day? Yeah, like literally, I think a week it's ago. Insane. So what, what was collected number one before? Remember X Factor songs. Raw. So because there's no X Factor this year, Mar- 
No. <laughs> no, but did the X Factor songs always go to number one? They usually do. That's lame, man. I can't even... Who was the last person you remember who won X Factor? Mark Hardle. <laughs> Little Mix. James Arthur. Alexandra Blur. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about James. Louise Tomlinson. Isn't that the one from uh, Made in Chelsea? Is she from Made in Chelsea? That sounds like Sam's sister, isn't it? No, no. Louisa. I think because the only reason I know is because she lives in my area and she dated the guy who works at Tesco's and everyone used to always bring it up when when oh. this is a boring story. No, I love that. She get Tesco points. <laughs> Her club cards like top tier. You get like forty percent in it, friends and family. Is it? Or is it twenty? Oh, Did I just make it up? <laughs> no, my brother used to work there. Thank you. So girls, like, has anything happened this week that you want to say thank you next to? Oh, um... You know, like, we've seen ASAP's <laughs> date in Rihanna. What else is happening right now? I've seen some YouTuber beef. And I'm thinking, can we get rid of the clout-chasing celeb status culture? I don't like it anymore. I'm done. Ooh. Give us a fine example of what you're talking about there. Right, so, you know, Renee, Miss R Fabulous is her YouTube name. She's really entertaining. I, I suggest you guys check her out. She's very entertaining. She's had a bit of, um run-ins i would say not with the police with other girls <laughs> yeah not with the <laughs> not with the police just with other youtubers and everything and you know these days she's actually been minding her business but it's like people keep coming for her and you know she had a bbl in turkey and it you know it was kind of botched and she kind of basically said to young girls like be careful um it's not worth it blah 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 blah, blah. be aware of the risks and like that's been used against her, and I I just think it's a bit mean. Well, I didn't even see that. That's so sad. How can you use that against her? Like her, her warning young girls about the dangers of a dodgy BBL. They started um, calling her names and like mocking the way her leg looks and this that and the other. And I was just oh like, oh my god, yeah, I don't agree with it. It's like literally unprovoked. I think it's brave that she's gonna not that she's gonna do it, but that she's gonna do it. Not had a good experience, and then sharing the good experience for the young people, you know. Yeah, because you know some people they will suffer in silence. They'll be like, "Oh, I collected my bag." Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. collected my bag. Let me be quiet. But she's actually like, "No, it's not worth it. Don't go to this clinic, and you know, reconsider sh- surgery." And what happened to her? Like, what was the side effects? I think now she's just in constant pain. I don't know what the medical term for it is, but. She basically said that she's always in pain and she needs to have a corrective surgery. But even having that corrective surgery is putting her life in danger. Wow. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. Goodness me. But this is the thing, right? We live in a world where it's like all this stuff is just posted on Instagram and everyone just thinks, yeah, man, I'll just get that done. And they don't mm. think that actually I'm risking my life by doing this and my life could drastically change. Mm. But we're going to get into that a bit later, like with our lessons. Oh, sounds a bit saucy. i know why did i do that why did i do that i don't know why i did that vic is there anything you want to say thank you next to you from this week yeah um so the news of jesse leaving little mick yeah i just want people to mind their own business like can we do that Mm. like i'm just seeing people have their own takes like you know she left for this reason or mums and parents being like well my kids and it's christmas coming up and you picked an awful time to to decide to do that and it's like oh god get lost it's not about you Literally not about you. It's about the poor girl who's literally constantly being trolled constantly. I remember back in X Factor days. Yeah. She must have been so young. Yeah, and like it was horrible. Constantly saying like, oh, look at her legs. She looks like Shrek, like constantly. And I, 
She's beautiful. She's undeniably beautiful. Yeah, it's really mean. It's really weird, yeah, because like I saw like her documentary and stuff and like people saying that she was big and calling her a pig and things like that. And I've seen her in the flesh like a long, long time ago. <gasps> Same. And she's so small. She's, she's so tiny. tiny. So I was mm. like, how are people cussing this girl about her size? And she's literally like... That's the mad thing. She's so small. She's like petite. But the thing is, even if she was big or bigger or what, whatever her size was, no one should take the piss out of her. Yeah, but I just it's think true. it's so ridiculously mad that... Mm. when, like, Like you said, when I saw her in real life, because I was save, serving her at House of Fraser. Oh my God, I was working at Mac. <laughs> oh my God, look at us serving the celebs. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I, I did their social media for the Little Mixer search program. But anyway, let's move on. Hey. Uh, okay, okay. So I'm left out here. I was going to say as well, yeah. They have reached like such heights in the last year. They've got their own fucking TV show, yeah. Their music's massive. Like. Why not? Like, if she wants to leave, let her fucking leave, man. Mm. What else is there to do? What else can you achieve? And she stated her reasons. Like, if you look at that Instagram post, she's clearly stated her reasons. Mm -hmm. There was a documentary out on BBC where, you know, they went over her suicide attempt. What more do these parents mm -hmm. want to see? Mm. And it's also hilarious because, number one, we're in lockdown. So what content are your child going to see anyway? No concert, mate. They're not going to see anything. So what do you <laughs> want of her? Do, do you want her to be like, oh, hello, little kids. I'm Jessie. I'm Santa Claus. And I've come to bear you gifts. She's not your She's not your effing childminder. Like, stop looking at these adults. They're adults. They're not kids. Like, they're adults. Like, yeah. Who the hell wrote that? Honestly, there were so many parents saying that. And I was just like, you are so so self-centered so self-centered if anything this should be inspiring for your child to be like actually i shouldn't just remain in a position just to please other people like i should take like i think it's so, i think it's such an i think all of the little mixed girls are very very amazing yeah, i think exactly if i had a child i'd love to see i'd love my child to see them as quote-unquote role models because they're so honest like you know as you said jesse had that documentary where she was like my mental health is in tatters and it's because of the limelight and all all of them have been so honest and I don't know, I just I just I just feel like people need to mind their business. I love that. Thanks, but uh, next Should we go on to our lessons? Okay, so Vic, we're starting with you. One taught me to be responsible about financial situations and not to always give people my money. <laughs> <laughs> say that again, say that again, say that again. But what what I wanted to say is just be a bit more selfish. Mm. Should I elaborate why? Yeah, please. I think sometimes in life, I always put other people in front of myself. Okay. When I even think about future plans, like where I want to be, I always think about other people. And it's like, how can I get them there? Or like, how can like, even like people who are close to me, I'm just always like, maybe even a bit overcompensating. Because it's like I'm being everyone's parent, if that makes sense. But it's just like, I just need to focus on myself. Can you give us an example? Yeah, like... I think the other day, like, I was asked by, like, someone I know in the media to do some shift work. And it, the, the work wasn't, oh, God, I hope they never listen to this. And the, the the money wasn't that great. And I was just like, no, I'm going to be selfish. But but I think I, I had that guilt of, man, like, I don't want to let people down and stuff. But I just think I just need to realise that, yes, I'm amazing, but I'm not unique. I'm not, no, that's not, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but they can find someone else. If that makes sense. They can find someone else who fits that budget. Yeah. You've got your day rate. You have to stick to your day rate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing that I think a lot of freelancers, we we, we like be like, oh, we'll give you a mate's rate. Why are you giving them a mate's rate? Like, why? Even like when like my brothers ask me for money when I'm quite low, I will always feel guilty. And they'll be like, oh, but what about your savings? What about this? And I'm like, no, I don't have money right now. 
And I think it's just, there's power in just being like, no, I can't help because I generally can't. And like, but you will find another way to do it, whether it's you get a job or you rock someone else, which often they do. So I think I just need to stop feeling so guilty and thinking, Jesus Christ, I've let someone down and now they're in misery. And it's like, but I'm going to be in misery. I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I've been taught like, you know, being nice and like helping people is like helping people like off your own back when you're not getting out of anything out of it. Mm. It's like a good thing. You want to be yeah. like a good person. Da, da, da. But then the, I've always got that in the back of my mind. But then there's a point of you're helping people too much and they're taking the piss. And then with like work and saying no, I think late, I'm freelance as well. So I've only realized probably in the last year that if this, if I'm there and it makes me miserable or if it's not like setting my soul on fire and I'm not interested, I'm just going to say no because I know it would just be shit if I don't. No, I agree. Um, And I think even like myself, I've been feeling the same way and I've been speaking to a counsellor about it as well and she was just like, you're always swallowing things. Like I'm always like, oh, I don't really like it, but I'll have it because it's easier to deal with it that way. And then I internalize it and I'm battling in my head. And she's like, why are you doing that? Why can't you just speak freely and deal with things and this, that and the other? And she's like, you you keep compromising yourself for others. And to what end? It kind of isn't easier. Because then I think when you say yes to things and you don't really want to do it, the resentment and the way it, like, it makes you not feel good inside. Yeah, it's not worth it. Raj, what do you reckon? I've said this before as well, but like, I'm just going to keep going back to it. My last breakup, when that happened... That was when I was like, shit, if I don't stick up for myself, if I don't say what I want, if I don't stick to my guns about all of those things, I'm mugging myself off, basically, in like plain terms, in Love Island language, isn't it? Like, but. Defo, defo. And it's like, and who for? And it's like, you're doing it for, for what? People who want you to be a certain version of yourself, people who want you to be smaller than what you are or what you see yourself as, people who don't necessarily want you to grow. And I just think, yeah, you can apply it to anything, like that situation, like, okay, the rate didn't match your rate, so you know your worth. So you just walk on, innit? Knowing your worth and you walk on your path and something that's worth your time is going to come your way. But if we keep saying yes to stuff that is not on our level, that's all we're going to have. And that's it. And you're just going to end up in this dead end situation with just that. And I think that's the same thing with that previous relationship. If I was still in that situation, I would have been dying right now. Literally, like I think if I was in lockdown in that situation, living with that person, I don't know where I would be. Like, it scares me to think about it. But you just got to stop those toxic behaviours and, and all of that stuff. If you've recognised it as a repeating thing, like, it's one of those things, and we always say on this podcast that, like, history, like, will serve you the same lessons over and over and over and over again until you take charge of it. But now that I've taken charge of it, like, my boundaries are so strong. Like, I will just be like, no, okay, thank you for the offer. But all. but with my friends, with my friends where I have mad mm. issues and they've been in my life mm. for ages, it's a, it's a difficult situation. It's much harder. But I think it's hard for me when you say no to someone and they try to guilt trip you. Yeah. Or you, you say no to someone and they're like, oh, well, I'll figure out another way. Or, oh, man. And I'm like, what, what, what about me? Don't you know I'm, I'm down on my last, on my last buck? <laughs> on my last coin? <laughs> like, damn. Thing is, they will always figure out a way without yeah, you Yeah, they well. will. 100%. They do. They always will. But I was saying to Raj as well before we started chatting, is this like... An immigrant thing. I'm not sure. Like my mom, my brother, they do their own thing a little bit as well, mm. and um, they've like definitely struggled with like setting a price and like asking for this and like feeling like they got compromised. Mm. And I was like, is it an immigrant thing? Is it a woman thing? I'm not sure. I think it's all of it. You know, yeah. Because even with my parents, it's like they they ask me for things, and I think I'm the oldest girl. I'm the only girl, oldest girl. So it's kind of like I'm really seeing like a second mum. So it's kind of like I need to have everything in place i need to have my finances in place to take care of everybody else mm. 
So I always feel like I have to think about other people constantly. But then I'm like, actually, I have no kids. Like, these are my kids. <laughs> and I have to put myself first. Because I always say this. I think I said this to Jazz the other day. You have to put yourself first. Otherwise, nobody else will. No one else will support you the way you support yourself. Yeah. No one else will. Yeah. No one else will think, oh, Vic- Victoria deserves a grand tonight. She deserves £500 in her bank account. Like, no one's going to think that. So it's best to put yourself first. I love that. I love that. But is that something you have to teach yourself to do? Like, it doesn't come naturally. And I don't know whether... Like, do you feel like it's because you're a woman? I think so. I think I think men do have an essence of being able to be, like... Carefree. Yeah, I don't know. I really think, I really think my situation is honestly because I'm the oldest girl. That's why. Because I think with men, they also do have pressure to have their finances in place. And provide, you know, the traditional stereotype of men providing. But in this generation, a lot of men have been babied. Yeah. And it's like, oh, don't worry, I'll take care of that for you. Definitely. Oh, my God, 100%. I think about it when I think about all the role models or people I have around me. And especially, like, in the dynamics that I've seen, the men are treated like babies. And then it's like your behavior, then you baby them and you're enabling them to carry on being babies. And then I see that happen in like my romantic life as well. And I'm like, fuck, yep. I need to not, this is not what I want. Yeah, it's because they've been babies. Yeah, yeah. But I also feel a sense of guilt. Like if you have the knowledge, so the knowledge that you guys will have, you feel like selfish not passing it on. But there's a difference between like not passing on information and helping and then babying someone and enabling them to carry on being a baby their entire life. No, I agree. I agree absolutely. And um, that's why we got to level up, girls. Level up so that everyone has to level up around us. Amen. Amen. Exactly. We So we attract leveled up people only. That's it. Period. Amen. Amen. All right, cool. So just to recap, what are you saying thank you next to? We're saying thank you next, selflessness. Love that. See you later. What does selflessness mean? Selflessness is like, actually, when you listen to like song lyrics, I was listening to something earlier. I think it was Taylor Swift, actually. And it was like, you know, not like I would die for you. Or s- it's like the opposite of selfish. You're just giving yourself away. Like, it's just you. Okay, I've got you. We're saying by selflessness. So by thinking about others before ourselves. Yeah, in a bit. I'm done with I'm done with it, <laughs> personally. I've had enough. What was it? What was this, your Taylor Swift story? Oh yeah, yeah. I was listening to some music earlier, and it was something like, you know, I'm nothing without you, blah blah. And I was like, shut up, man. Oh, shut up, get a lot. Please. <laughs> yeah, some people need to stop writing songs like that. Is that a Mary J. Blige song? She's like, turn the radio if you cannot be without your baby. baby. <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. Sometimes you feel like you literally can't be without the person, yeah. But if you can't, that's you, a problem. You'll be fine. It is a problem, man. You'll actually survive. You actually will. Yeah. You'll actually be absolutely fine. <laughs> nah, but have you have you had that like? Can you remember ever feeling, I don't know if you guys feel that way currently, where you're like, I cannot survive without this human being? I mean, I do feel that about my my partner. Like, I generally... (laughs) Oh, damn. Oh, damn. No, 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 no. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But I'll I'll be gutted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be shit, I guess. (laughs) Well, shit, life. But I'll I'll survive, but I'll be gutted, though. But you know when you're younger and you used to have that puppy love where you thought, I'm going to die. Oh, my God. How am I going to do life? Like, I thought we were going to get married. Like, what am I going to do? And then literally one day you randomly wake up and you're like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I'm actually, I'm actually okay. Yeah. I'm actually, and I'm, I'm alive and I'm fine. Yeah. It's so weird. That's the best feeling though. Yeah. Best feeling ever. Best feeling ever. 
as a as a single girl, Hardeep, how do you feel about that? About what? Which bit? What uh, what Victor said? Like, would you feel like you couldn't be without someone? There are people in my life who are relying a lot for support. I support them and they support me. And without them, there would be a gap missing. But I know I've got to a point now where I think I'd be all right. I think I would be okay. Yeah. Same. I'm just like, cool, whoever wants to go can go, man. Like, I'm done. In a bit, man. I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> but I think that happens, like, you know, when you've been in, like, the lowest situation, like, the worst of the worst, and then you're just like, oh, okay, okay, I've hit rock button now. Like, now what can happen? So you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Mm. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. People come, people go. I'm scared now. Yeah, I think, I think that first heartbreak, it hits the hardest. And after that, you're actually almost invincible. Yeah. It's almost like... It's almost like bring it on. I didn't have my first heartbreak for a very long time. Mm. Mm. And when it, when, I, when it actually got me... Man. And sometimes it's not even the first one. It ain't even the first one. It's the one that comes after that. Or you know what I mean? Like it's the it's the one that hits the hardest. Oh wow. Yeah, like my first one was all right. Now looking back on it, like even though I was dying then, <laughs> like I look back that look back at that and I'm like, <laughs> like but mm. the one that hit the hardest, now I'm just like, no, but that is the one that changed my life. And I I mm. love it now. Like I'm just like, I'm glad that that happened. Wow. How did it change your life? I'd love to know. I, I've become selfish now. I've become selfish. I've become super strong. Yeah. Yeah. I just know never to wow. shut my mouth. Like, I don't know. I was made to like feel a certain way in that relationship. Like I shouldn't speak my mind anymore. And I've always spoken my mind. Wow. So yeah, I was made to feel a certain way and that I was raised. What a rubbish person. I was made to feel mm. that I was raised incorrectly because I was raised to oh, speak wow. my mind and stuff like that. Did they tell that to your parents? Because if you want to, if you want to. Yeah, they actually said it to what? my parents. No. What? They said it to my parents. What kind of? Trust me, if I ever get into this shit, like it was wild. <sighs> so yeah, a lot of stuff was said. So like I was carrying all this shit and then like. No, sorry, this person have no mar- no, no, no manners. No manners. <laughs> because you know who the parents, yeah, that, those, are, those are the people that you want to be pleasing. <laughs> Listen, I found. And you went to the parents, you said you're not raising her I right. I found text messages in his phone <sighs> to his sister saying, Raj's mum did not raise her right. I was just like bloody hell <laughs> what kind of bloody hell it was wild thank you next goodbye yes goodbye yeah. honey you can't argue with that though innit once someone actually believes you were raised wrong there's no coming back from that but then it's like what now do you want to raise me raise me again then <laughs> Start breastfeeding me. Let's let's do it again. Yeah. Because what it's, now? It's, it's all to break you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And make you lose your self-esteem and question yourself and all of that. It's, it's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Questioning your core beliefs, yeah. isn't it? Everything you've known, and you're just like, oh, yeah. Like <laughs> it was fucked up. But people who do that, people who do that, are deeply and I truly, truly, yeah. deeply insecure. Yeah. 100%. Deeply, deeply insecure. Yeah, it's very messed up. Yeah, I'm sorry you went through that. I'm glad. I'm glad you're at the the other side. Uh, Thanks, man. You deserve better. I'm fine now, man. Like, but <laughs> I'm just a bit fatter, so I just need to lose the weight. Like, I've got trauma weight. Do you know what I mean? You ever had that? So I'm carrying trauma weight, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? How did this happen? But yeah, I'll fix no it. No pressure. Don't pressure yourself. Just do what makes you happy. I'm pressuring myself, man. Yeah, don't pressure yourself in this life. Let's just live. Like, honestly, guys, we're in tier four. Let's live a, let's live a good a, a good time. Thank yeah. you next to pressure. Come on. Thank you next to pressure. Yes, pre- thank you next to pressure. Oh, my God. Thank you next to pressure. Because I was talking to my friend about this. Do you guys feel the pressure of having to succeed by the time, by, by a certain age or by a certain time? Yeah. Like, I feel so much pressure to have everything done. And I'm like, yeah. So what am I going to do? Like, I have this thing. Oh, I need to do everything by 35. So what happens when I'm 35? Do I just relax? Because in this country, I'm not going to be retired. I'm still going to be working. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
What do you feel like you've got to do by 35? Like literally everything. Learn how to drive. I know it's embarrassing. I can't drive. It's not embarrassing. Can't drive. I still live at home. But it's like everybody does when they're tw- in their early 20s, uh, late 20s. Mm. I want to get married. I want to have kids. It's like I want to I wanna do all these things. And trust me, the list goes on. Like I want to be financially free. Yeah. Concrete. Mm. And it's like all these things. It's like, but it's like for some strange reason, I have 40, 35 in my head. And it's like. Was it always 35? It's weird that you've got 35 because normally people have that for 30. Yeah. My, mine was even 30. Yeah, mine was 35. I was like, I want all, all of this stuff done by the time I'm 30 so that I can enjoy my 30s. And I'm... I used to be like that. Yeah. Then I turned 30. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need to extend the deadline. I think mine was 30, but then when I turned 27, I was like, I can't do this in three years. <laughs> I don't have an age. I've never thought, oh, by this age. Mm. But I just know now, like, oh, maybe in two years, this would be good. Like the situation now, I would like it to... I'd see this instead, like... But I've never thought age-wise. I've never been one of those people who like, I want to be married by this age. I want to have a baby by this age. And I always feel at odds with other people who do have that. Because I'm like, oh, am I, am I, am I doing something wrong? <laughs> you're, you're doing it the correct way. It's even us. You're doing it right. Lead us. Because all of us are putting so much pressure on our backs. And we're doing absolutely fine. Mm. Like, Jazz, you are doing phenomenal. You are amazing. Like... You too. Thanks, hon. All of us are. Honestly, yeah, all, of us. all of us here. That's beautiful, guys. Yeah, you two are thriving, basically, yeah. yeah. So, like, why are you putting these weird timelines? I used to do it when I was 30, yeah, but then I hit 30 and, like, literally nothing was happening for me, yeah? I was 30 and I was leaving, like, my first Mm. staff position at the BBC. So I was like, shit, like, this is the first... I was a freelancer all that time. Then I got this staff position. It was all I wanted. And then I got it and I was like, I don't want this. (laughs) Like, so I had to start Mm. again. (laughs) Um... But yeah, I'm like I'm 36 now. I've you don't look you you look amazing. I hope that doesn't come across rude. No, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that that comes across no, as fine. really rude. No, when you're fine. 36, it doesn't no, mean it that doesn't. you no. Because <laughs> 36 is even young. It sound like you don't hang it and shit. <laughs> it made it sound like 36 is hella old, but it's not that. It's just it's no. just like I honestly thought you was like. 24. I thought you were younger than me. I know. On guard. On guard. I still get acne. That's why. So like, I still look like super, I don't know. Well, I can't see no pimples. I'm concealing it, but it's okay. But you know, like the thing is, is now I'm just like, um, I'm going to tell you guys something like, so this is ridiculous. It's going to sound ridiculous. I really want to win an Oscar. Yeah. And I want to win an Oscar for directing. And it's like, I've always wanted to do it since I was 16. And I was like, Amen. I used to have like dumb notebooks. Like I always find them and they're like, by the time I'm 30, I'll have won one of my Oscars. And it's like, yeah, by the time I was 30, I was actually unemployed looking for a new job. I happened to get a new job at ITV. It was just like <laughs> completely different area, like social media, like a radio production. But yeah, so I'm just kind of like, whenever that happens, I might be 50, I might be 60, but I, d- I don't care as long as it it's going to be a goal that I constantly work towards. Mm. So, and nothing's going to stop me. And I'm just like, I think, yeah, so what if it happens when I'm 50? So what if I've got a wrinkly face when I get up on stage or whatever? Like, it's cool. Or some white hairs. It's all right. It's absolutely. F- I yeah. mean, you won't. You won't even have a wrinkly face at fifty, will you? I don't know, innit? Depends if I have Botox or not. You won't. <laughs> I feel more and more powerful the older I'm getting. Ooh. By the way, I wanted to just add that the power, the the knowledge, clear clarity, the clarity. I thought you were gonna like, say unagi. Wow. Oh no no, nagi. Unagi. <laughs> from friends Ross from friends <laughs> no, oh, all night. oh right yeah 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 okay uh, no the cl- <laughs> no Vic is a friends friends of Holly what we need some references I know but I think the references I know are stupid <laughs> did you only watch friends recently or something <laughs> you did didn't it that's right that's- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in lockdown is friends on something now is it on like Netflix or something yeah it's on Netflix yeah yeah Um. the older I'm getting the more like 
yeah, clearer, clarity, all that shit. I'm just like, fuck it. You know what I mean? I feel good. That's amazing. That's empowering. Yeah. And self-care in that. Like, I feel like I'm glowing from the inside, taking care of myself more than I did Mm. ever before. I never did shit before. Is that a lockdown thing, though? Nah, I think that's an age thing. (laughs) Age and heartbreak. You know how it is. Go together very well. Thank you. So one taught me to love myself and to forget about... Did you oh, say it's beautiful? beautiful? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Sing it to me. Love myself. To love myself and forget about all the useless worrying. What are the useless worries that you got? You know what I, I, I've i become more and more insecure about as I've gotten older? It's always been something that it's been like my signature thing. But Best not be your teeth because they're fucking perfect. Honestly, I have I have issues with my teeth, but I've I've kind of like I've I've let it go. It's it's more my cheeks now. I'm like, why are the chubby cheeks still here? No, what? I'm I'm get, I'm, I'm getting older. Your face and is perfect. The cheeks are still chubby. No, you mean you got higher cheeks? Like I don't understand. You've got structure in your cheeks. What do you mean? I, I want it to go. I, I need it gone. Now now I'm now I'm tired of it. I don't I don't know what to do. Nah, man. But then won't you look dead like without that? No, I still want to be able to smile, but it's cute though. But how will you get rid of it? I know, but it's it's just like now now it's my insecurity. It's like my my latest insecurity. You know what's interesting? The very like the unique things about people that you someone else might love, you look at and you're insecure about it. Like to the point where it's like sometimes I hate taking pictures. I hate taking pictures because I'm like, oh, I have to smile, and if I don't smile, I'm gonna look vexed. So it's like, do I do I smile and feel like mm, I don't like my face in this picture, or like what what do I do? So it's like, yeah, it's just an insecurity of mine now. But I, I I want to let go of it. Do you know what happens? I have to tell you something embarrassing that happens to me when I've like with my cheeks. Like when I'm on the phone and that, my cheek, because it's like so I've got kind of exciting fat cheeks as well. But um Aww. they mute people by themselves. Oh my, my, mine do that too. <laughs> mine do that too. Mine do that oh too. My days. Then, like I'm on the phone and usually it's always gonna be when I'm on the phone to one of my guy mates and I'll be like, oh shit, my cheek just muted and they're like, your cheeks, oh, yeah? God. And you're just like <laughs> Slag. <laughs> oh gosh yeah but it's okay man cheek issues like i have those and we just had to do a photo shoot actually for this um thing and i was telling you guys i'm carrying like trauma weight so like trust me like i was like a size eight and now i'm like a size 14 so doing that photo shoot was horrible for me and i was exactly the same because that's why i've got a resting bitch face so i just because i just think i look better when i've got a resting bitch face like because me too that's how i feel yeah you can't tell like oh this these don't come out the little jowls and whatever yeah yeah so like yeah it was so bad so like yeah. i actually created a pose for myself literally you can see on our cover i'm like this because i'm hiding my double chin i'm hiding my structure of my face like you know Aww. i thought it out and i was like oh hardy this is the concept babe like <laughs> Oh, right. And the underlying but, thing but of so that beautiful. was I was hiding my jawline, yeah? Concept. Did you clock that, mm. Hardy? I did a little bit. You, to- you told me, which I guess is good that you recognise it and you talk about it and you're not like ha- like ha- hiding it, I guess. Yeah. You know, you're actually... No, I own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, yours was very mm. uh, strategic, whereas mine was a bit more like, oh, go on, do whatever. So yeah, um, I felt that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Vic, do you have something that you feel insecure about? Like, it gives you anxiety? I hate my teeth, but I'm getting Invisalign. 
So. Whoa, whoa, come here. You got good teeth. Okay, let, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. When I was younger, some guy said I looked like Shrek from Donkey. I'm loving that, man. No. Nah, 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 nah. Huh? Yes. But okay, but he's a bastard. Because if I do my side. D- did you consider that? And also, severe eyesight problems. <laughs> if I do my side profile right now, you no, understand. Sorry, man. Just look like straight teeth. We need to uh, We need to visit this guy. Yeah, who is this guy? What's his app? Yeah, who's this dickhead? What's he saying? Listen, I don't need you lot to tell me it. But the thing is, yeah, this, this is the thing about insecurities. Like, for example, like when I say something that I'm insecure about, it's like even though Vic doesn't agree or she sees it differently, it's like no matter how much she tells mm. me otherwise, yeah. I'm always going to yeah, say, yeah. can you just let me have my insecurity? Like, I know it's there. And it's like, you just... It's like you don't even want to... Mm. Not not that you feel like you're being pitied, but it's like you feel like... But Jazz, did your insecurity come from yourself or is it something that's come from someone else? Because Vic's one seems like it's come from someone else, right? Um, Mine has probably been a mixture of both. Because wh- whenever I was in school or anything, like, it was always the thing like everyone in school would be like, oh, chubby cheeks or whatever. People have said stuff just as jokes, like, oh, like, oh, you're hiding food like a hamster. Like, stuff like that. Oh, and it's like, I've never taken it in any kind of way when I was younger but it's like I think as I've gotten older and it's like I've been taking more pictures of myself and stuff and you know like when you're like trying to find the right angle or whatever when you're taking pictures for Instagram or whatever and I'm just like why is it not hitting like the way I want it to hit and I'm just like it's my cheeks like I'm I'm just not feeling it to be fair I think I was insecure about my face for a very long time oh my voice went funny then so for about I want to say like a year and a bit uh, maybe like, this was like three years ago but for about a year I couldn't take photos I couldn't even look in the mirror I think I deliberately turned the mirror around wow. as if I was what's the fairy what's the fairy tale person who couldn't look at the mirror and it would crack who's that that was me I would turn the mirror around as if like I just couldn't face it I think that stems from just a lot of things like colorism the fact I'm dark skinned the fact I never really saw myself as being seen as beautiful and like sometimes when my friends or people that I, I follow on social media, when they when they talk about who's beautiful, it wouldn't be someone who looked like me. Even if they were black, it would definitely be someone who's way lighter. I think those things kind of seep in my head. And I think I was with someone as well who just wasn't kind. You know, we would say stuff about my body as well, be like, you know, my stretch marks and like my tits, like say they're saggy, blah, blah, blah. It's mad, isn't it? How the people around you and like little comments and you don't even realise it. I remember some first time someone saw my ass, they were like, oh, what? Why you got... Like, what's all this? And I was like, uh, I didn't even... You're just born like that, man. You don't even know. And it's like, it's full of stretch marks. And it's fucking normal. It's fully normal. Like that Kendrick lyric, Mm. when he actually said that in there, what's it? I was like, thank fuck someone's actually said. Yeah. I've got stretch marks on my (laughs) boobs. Do you know what I mean? I think it's mad that men say this to women that they're with. Like, it's like, do women say that sort of shit to men? Because I I just... Never. You wouldn't. And it's like, it's something that you wouldn't, it's like, you know, when you never even thought that something was like a thing, like yeah. it never, it never bothered you until someone's now made a comment on it. And you're like, oh shit. Like I, I didn't, I didn't even realize I now have an issue with my, with my body that I didn't have before. Yeah. This just reminded me of two things actually. So like my eyebrows, like when I was in like year eight, some girl was like, Hardy, your eyebrows are so long. These, like, this is in fashion now. Mm. Okay. But back in year eight, it wasn't in fashion. And oh, you won't believe I plucked the fuck out of them. They were disgusting. I had two <laughs> little lines. It was disgusting. Either. Ugh. Anyway, I hated them. And now obviously, yeah, okay, it's cool. It's fashionable now. And the other thing actually, when I was a little kid, I was actually like really slim. 
And my grandma used to tell me I was fat. Like, she'd be like, you're fat, like, all the oh time. My and my brother used to tell me I was fat. What? I, I think I had, like, a bit of, like, body dysmorphia, like, thinking mm. I'm something I'm not, which also brings me onto something else. A couple of years ago, when I was feeling really down, I used to just, I didn't realise. It was just, like, unconscious, and it must have just seeped in slowly, slowly, slowly. Every time I looked in the mirror, I'd just say really fucking horrible things to myself i don't even know what i was saying i don't think i even had a mirror in my room Mm. and then i clocked it one day i think i must have read a book about like the thoughts that you have and i realized i'm really really fucking bad and then but basically i went and got it tattooed on my leg like as a reminder for every single time like when i go to the toilet and pull my trousers down that it's like a heart and it says me Mm. just to like remind myself yeah that you have Mm. to say nice things to yourself yeah, it was a bit cheesy. I don't say nice things to myself at all. It's mad, isn't it? Last night I was messaging my mate and I was like, yeah, because you know I'm fat and I was writing P-H-A-T instead of fat. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I was like, I need to stop yeah, saying I'm definitely. fat. And I thought P-H-A-T is like an acceptable way of saying it about myself. Mm. But I don't think it is either. But, you know, like it's so hard to like move from talking to yourself negatively and then being all like, you're beautiful, you're sexy. Your cheeks are looking good. Like, how do you do that? But we have to start. Yeah. Rick has a good tip um, where it's like, speak to yourself as if you're you're speaking to like your best friend or a loved one. Like, you should treat yourself the same way. I know it's hard, but... It's hard, man. Because sometimes when I type stuff, like when I'm talking to my friend and I type all these awful things about myself, I'm like, would I ever say this about someone? Mm. Or like, would I ever say this about her? Never, I would never. So, but also I think what helped me was kind of just like faking it. Like, I know this kind of sounds so weird, but like literally faking that I'm I'm the shit. Okay. And I did this for a long time. And then slowly and surely, I'm kind of like getting there. Like now I'm like, I, I like how I look. I, I got a pretty face. You do, Vic. I'm getting there. Like, I would love to be like how, because right now I think there's a movement of everybody. Like even like when I see people comment stuff, they're like pretty waist or pretty girl. I'm like, I would love to comment that. But in my, this is what I do. I say feeling pretty. So it's kind of like, I'm just there. A, st- a bit removed, a bit removed. But yeah. also my thing is, I don't know if people are laughing at me like, how the fuck are you feeling pretty? Look at your ugly face. That's something I have deep down. But now I'm just I'm just like, do you know what? If people want to think that, they can think that. Block the noise, block the noise. They're probably not going to say it to my face anyways, are they? So whatever. You were saying that you were thinking you might potentially get Botox. What was that about? Because there's this uh, YouTuber that I watched and she got Botox. And I was like, mm, I didn't really think she needed it, but... Um, Because she has... Smile lines. Yeah. So she got it over there. And I was like, oh, wow, if I was older and I needed it, I think I'd get it done. Like, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. It was was the first time I ever thought, oh, because, you know, Botox is kind of like, it feels so invasive and so scary. And it feels so like, you know, like your whole face is like... Yeah, frozen. But she looks looks exactly the same. Yeah, she looks exactly the same. I was like, oh, wow, I wonder how many people get Botox and not say. You'd be surprised. Like in my last office, there was so many, every young girl like Mm. had Botox and it was just a thing and it was very casual. But it was just like, oh, okay, cool. Was it like in the lips? Uh, It was in their cheeks. It was in their like, like they had like, someone had a line here. So they had that done or whatever. And they would have it just done repetitively. So like, and yes, some of my mates got like fillers in their lips. Um, But it's just that thing of like, you can get addicted. And then it was like, I found out, I didn't know there was the, I think it's called the Kylie or whatever, but it's like literally having your jaw done and Mm. having something else, your cheeks done and blah, blah, blah. But these are like phrases that like, and terms that I just started to learn because of all these girls that had them. But I was going to say like, because obviously Mm. when I moved to ITV, I was looking after the ITVB social account, right? And so from that account, I was following a lot of influencers, whatever, whatever is a work account, had to look at it daily. 
a lot of girls on my team from following that, they ended up seeing uh, Towie girls, uh, Love Island girls, whatever, posting stuff about Botox and all these treatments. And we weren't really aware of all of that mm. stuff before because we didn't really follow those people. But when you when they started seeing that, it became like a common conversation that, like, yeah, I'm going to get it too. Oh, I'm going to look into that teeth thing too. Oh, I'm going to mm. do that too. And then literally yesterday I was out with my mates and so one of my mates is like a semi-influencer and this person has been offered a deal with a cosmetic brand, so aesthetic, whatever, surgery people. Mm. And they're like, yeah, mm. hey, we want to collab with you. Come and get treatments for us. So like, come and get a free treatment with us. Pick whatever you want. And then someone else from the salon or whatever it is called them, offering them something that they've never even spoken about on their social media. Wow. They've never said they wanted. So like, I'm talking about something, I'm not going to say what it is, but something of the likes of, a boob job, a bum job, hmm. um, you know, something excessive that you've, Disgusting. it's very personal. Something they never about. Yeah, something that they've never spoken about on their social media. And I mm. was fuming at this point. I was just like, who the fuck are these people to be messaging you and saying that to you? And now you're sitting here talking to me about that treatment. You've never spoken to me about that treatment mm -hmm. before. And I was just going mad. Yeah. They didn't understand why I was going so mad, but I was going so mad because obviously I used to do reality TV. We used to have every influencer out there coming on our show being like, yeah, you know, I just couldn't see myself anymore. I would put like one one bit injection in and my lips were this mm. big and I didn't know. And eventually my lips became this big until, and then my mum said, what the fuck have you done to your face? And Jesus. you know, that was like a common thing that used to be like a weekly chat that we would have. And I just think this is just what's yeah. happening to everyone now. And then you've got these places out there being like, yeah, you've got loads of followers. Let's collab, have a free treatment, come and have a facial. But then it's like, but here, have a boob job or a bum job or a, or this or that. And you're just like, but you've never spoken about that anyway. So why the fuck Awful. are you saying that? And it's just like, as you do, you guys are like award-winning podcasters. You must get offered random shit. Like, do you feel like being in the public eye in this sort of a way it's like you feel more pressure to look a certain way or like, oh, maybe I should consider this or blah, 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 blah. Like, would you, if you weren't doing the job you were doing, would you be considering that stuff? I think we're lucky that we do podcasting so we don't have to be so front-facing. But you know, podcasting is becoming so visual, right? Yeah, it is. It really is. Every single post that gets the highest engagement is pictures of me and Jasmine looking divine. We, 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 we post the actual content and it's like 10, 10 hundred likes or 100 likes, whatever. Pictures of us, seven hundred likes. It's like y'all got jokes, but um, really you we want, yeah, things? really we want to see you. Ah! <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. Not the. <laughs> I think I think there's a pressure. If I'm going to be completely honest, with like weight, and like, because mm. I'm like, am I thin enough? And it's like, but I'm doing a bloody podcast. No one even. And it's like, I think it's just on learning that you don't have to be a certain weight to be deemed beautiful. Mm. As our followings are starting to grow, I'm starting to think, starting to feel a little bit self-conscious about my weight. And I've gained like a stone in lockdown. Actually, not a stone, a half a stone in lockdown. And with me, when I gain weight, you can really see it. Like my dad's like, and I'm like, why do you need to do that? Just mind your business. And my friend was like, you know, you've been eating good. And I'm just like, why can't everyone keep their opinions to themselves? Um, but I think there's a bit of pressure to be like, Jesus Christ, do I need to mm. lose weight? Or do I need to be what I was before? And it's like, but for who and for why? Like, I think our, our listeners, we're very lucky that our listeners are very kind and that they've, they're not really mean people. But uh, again, it's it's just the societal structure and the societal pressure, sorry, of looking a certain way. Because I might say to Jasmine, oh my God, I don't like, you know, oh, my fat is hanging out or something's hanging out and Jasmine would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. I was just going to say, our bodies change so much, yeah. 
like I, there's an obsession with like a like 17 year old body like like a just puberty just of age kind of body mm. but like oh, the amount of shit our bodies and hormones and all that go through from like when i was in like sixth form then uni like and now it's changed so much it's so like mad to expect a certain certain i don't know like an old body i always see like there's a few people i know you're like a bit older than me and they don't have photos of them now. They have photos of them when they were like in a bikini and stuff when they were like 17 or like 18, like looking back. It's mad. Yep. That's the hardest thing, looking back at pictures of when you were younger and you're just like, my body was tight. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think for me, definitely there's been like an additional pressure to like feel like I need to look like I'm in shape. And it's like, I tried to make a conscious effort. Like when I do post pictures, I'm like, if I have roles, I'm going to show the roles. Like this is my body. Um, or if I'm posting the picture now, like I'll be like, okay, let me not use a filter and whatever. I'm trying to be really intentional with what I post. But equally, um, I remember saying to Vic the other day, I was like, oh, like I need to, I need to like start eating better. I need to diet. I need to do something. Like I need to to lose this weight like I need to lose my belly was there something that made you like you I think it's Instagram in general even just when you go on the explore page you're just trying to search for someone's account and and then they're just showing you beautiful people and you're like oh lord please I didn't ask for this not 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 on a Monday morning come on I took myself off Instagram for like a year and I could every time it got to a point where six months up to that year before the year started I go on it open it all I'd see is like, you know, like influencers in bikinis. And I was like, this is fucking shit. Like, how are pe- how is this what people are posting? Just paying pictures, paying pictures, paying pictures. Like, come on, like, let's be mm. real. Oh, I got so fed up of it. Yeah. I deleted it. But yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like even like now, I'm, the other day, what was I looking at? I was looking at like different procedures I can get. So obviously I've spoken about my cheeks and they were like, oh, you can get like Botox in your like cheeks to like make your face like more of a v and i was like oh i didn't even know that existed and obviously like my bags i've always had my bags i was born with it literally um and i was like oh like i can get like a filler to like you know even it out and i'm like this was never me before but it's like all of a sudden now that i'm a bit more visible i'm thinking oh like are there certain things i can do to I guess look the part, so to speak. But yes, yeah, it's 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 not a healthy way of thinking. But my my brain has definitely been there. I was just thinking there about some of the women that I like really respect, like successful women. I don't think they're necessarily the ones who've had the most procedures or look the most I don't know, what's acceptable or what is fate uh, what is seemed to be like sexy right now. They're like the most you they're probably actually like more unique. So uh what are you saying thank you next to anxiety insecurity all of it get in the bin all of that stuff in the bin in the fucking bin man next so guys we're getting on to lesson three so one taught me one taught me to let go of imposter syndrome oh and how are you doing that tell us the story do you know what? just believe in your source believe that you deserve what you what you're getting in this life and you can't you can't compare yourself and think you're not worthy like why not you sometimes i used to always say to myself jesus why me why did they why did they approach me to do this it's like no why not me because i'm sick because i've i've got years of experience and i'm dope at this and i deserve it just like how everybody else deserves stuff stop thinking i'm not worthy of things because i am like i think that's something i've really learned this year just you know really really recognizing that yes i'm worthy of these things and no one can take it away from me and 
I have the qualifications. No one is gonna come and deny and reveal me as a thief, as a as a imposter. Like I was freelancing somewhere this year, and I for about a week I was like, Jesus Christ, do they know that I can't really do this job? Or I'd tell myself stuff like tell myself really negative things. Then one day I was like, Vic, you have three years experience doing this exact job. What do you want? Yeah, and I think ever since then I was just like, you just need to remind yourself that you are overly, not even qualified, overly qualified for the things that you're you're getting. So, yeah, I I tell myself to shut up sometimes. Mm. So why did you have imposter syndrome and where did you have it? To be fair, I think when I first got into the media, I really, really did. So when I started working at BuzzFeed, it's got such a big name. Yeah. And I kept kept thinking like, I don't deserve to work here. Like, I don't deserve to work somewhere like as cool as here. All throughout my life, I always kind of felt like I wasn't worthy of stuff. So getting this was like, oh my God, like I can't believe I'm working here with all these amazing people who I read their work all the time. So a part of me is like, something's going to happen that's going to F it up and I'm going to lose this opportunity. So it just made me feel on edge. But I think just one day I was just like, I deserve to be here. I've worked really, really hard to be here and no one's going to take that away from me. And I think with imposter syndrome, like it can also hold you back. And I don't know, is it just like a woman thing? Is it just like an ethnic minority thing? But it stops you from going for promotions. It stops you from asking for pay rises. It stops you from doing so many things. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's just fucking annoying. (laughs) Because in your in your own brain, you're telling yourself that you're not worthy, but yet there you are doing that job and you're doing it well. But it's like your brain is just not connecting the dots. It's it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because I feel like this industry as well, like you're constantly told how lucky you are to be here mm-hmm. and that only a few of you can make it through, especially if you're of colour, right? That only a few of you can make it through, blah, 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 and whatnot, whatnot. You're conditioned to believe that you're lucky to be here rather than you've earned your place. Yeah. When majority of the time is you've earned your place. You've probably worked for free mm-hmm. for whatever or like shadowed someone or God knows what, or gone and taught yourselves those skills off of somewhere. So... It's like, yeah, you're conditioned to that. I never used to have imposter syndrome, but kind of when I started working in the media and stuff, I felt like it was pushed upon me. Like I should have imposter syndrome. Because mm. I've always been really sure of myself. Like I always say to everyone, like, I'm a Kanye fan. Like, well, now it's a bit problematic. But, you know, in those days, like that was, I, like, I used to be so cocky and confident. And mm. going to work at certain places, like they, they were a bit like, why the fuck is she so confident? Why is she so cocky? Mm, they can't they can't get their head around it. Yeah, mm. and it was a thing that they needed to like break down and like they did try. And I think there were times where, yeah, I definitely had it, but I've recognised that it's something that people think I should have, especially if they're more senior than me mm. or they're older than me. How do you think you've like combated that? Like how have you gotten yourself out of imposter syndrome? It's because I'm such a cocky little shit. Like I'm an only <laughs> child. Like I've, I've spent a lot of time alone with myself. I know myself very, very well. Mm. I listen to empowering mm. music. I, I love empowering movies. Like that's all I surround myself with. Yeah, I just think that was the only way I knew how to be. And like my parents have allowed me to be this this cocky little shit and question authority and do all of that. So all of that stuff was natural <laughs> to me. So when I went to work like for these people, when I, I wasn't getting positions or things that other people were getting and that I was qualified for, I would kick up a fuss about it and it was it became a problem, right? Then I was told I wasn't good enough when I actually was. And then it starts fucking with your head, right? Then you start thinking, oh shit, goodness. man, I'm shit at wow. my job, but... Um, you just got to pull yourself out of it. I would just, yeah, I just surrounded myself with posit- mm. positivity. And and I don't know why. I, yeah, I was really, really cocky mm. for no reason. Mm. But I think I, I was cocky because I knew my shit as well. 
Like, you know, when you, you know what you're producing, like that is your. Exactly. Yeah. That is your niche. That is your world. Like you, and you know more about it than anyone else. Yeah. Like you'll know when you're, when you're worth it. Right. And you're not faking it. Then why should mm-hmm. you be? Why should you have imposter mm-hmm. syndrome? Why should someone make you feel like you shouldn't be there? Like, fuck them. Speaking facts, sis. I definitely feel like some of the, yeah, I've worked for some mad brands when I think about it and like worked on some really cool shit. And I think a lot of the time I don't feel like I know enough. Uh, sometimes I feel like any any anyone else could just walk in and they probably already know more than me. I'm, I'm one of those really annoying, irritating people. Yeah, I just assume everyone else knows more than me. They can do the job better than me. Yeah, I don't know where it comes from. But I think, Vic, you said something earlier that was like, I don't know, just a sense of like your worth, like growing up. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if my self-esteem was always the best. And then also now, I think in this last year, six months to a year, I've thought about how lucky I am being freelance and still getting work in media, in social media and in radio and how like, like our jobs are, okay, yeah, they're hard, they're stressful, right? But they're also piss easy and very enjoyable. Mine is anyway. <laughs> and um, I think I think about like, you know, like our grandparents and stuff. And I'm like, and my parents, they weren't just pissing around writing tweets, were they? Like they were actually working hard. So then there's a, also like a sense of guilt. Um, but sometimes I do wish I had that like white man confidence. There's a guys, there's guys at work who just like walk in and they're like, yeah, I know everything about radio. And I don't, I don't have that same kind of mentality. And these times they don't know all yeah. oh, my days. There's, there's been so many horror stories I've learned like, some people who are working at the top of the top of the top kind of brands, brands that we all love, and they will get these social media jobs and they don't know what Snapchat is. Mm. Nah. I swear to God, this is a real story I know. Like, how are these happening? And these people will get the best of the best jobs. While meanwhile, people who are black and Asian, they ain't letting us through the door. Mm. That's what I mean. And that's, you know, when I was telling you that I found out like that all the guys at a certain brand were pe- getting paid more than me and, the other person of color on the team like trust me those guys they didn't know how to use instagram story they didn't know how to change the font they didn't know how to change the background color or anything but they know how to play the game in it they know how to but i don't even think it was a game it was like it was handed to them on a platter but when we came it was like you're on this rate they're on this rate so what are you going to do in that situation it's there it's not even their fault oh 100 they can't it's, it's the company isn't it and, and you know what's funny like they probably think they're the shit they want our source the source that we have but they think they they think they have it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're still being employed. They're being paid more than everyone else. They think, yep, I'm the shit. And here we are thinking we're not worthy. Exactly. Spending every single day with crippling anxiety, feeling like we're not worth worth being at some some organization. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like all of uh, advertising and stuff is to get our anxiety, isn't it? Like to pick up our insecurities and. We are taught like, yeah, you need to work hard in school and stuff to get where you want to get to. You got to put work in to get stuff out. That's fair enough, but I don't know where it tips to where, where you feel like you're not worthy. I'm not sure where it came from for me personally. I think that's I think similar to you. Like I didn't know where it came from until I spoke to my therapist, and then she was kind of like she does this thing where she's like, so where do you think it came from? And I'm like maybe ten years old. She's like, do you think it came any earlier than that? I'm like, I don't know. Then I start to think about stuff. And I'm like, probably like, I think I've always had issues with my confidence. Gone way better as I'm, as I'm an adult. I think I'm fairly confident. Like Raj said, like she used to be a Kanye fan. And that Kanye helped me so much with my confidence in the beginning of my career. I think he even got me jobs because I used to go into interviews being like, okay, I might be shy or whatever people think of me, but I'm just going to be pretend to be 
cocky and as confident as possible and let these people know that I'm the shit and let these people know that you need to remember me sort of thing. It's energy, isn't it? You're giving off different vibes when you're confident. Like, it's like a magnet. Do you think, is it possibly to do with being a woman that you're not really supposed to be overly confident? Like, it's kind of supposed to, like, dim yourself down a little bit to be, like, you know, make others feel like, you know, that you're not that smart, even though you probably know how to run the job better than the bloody MD. I feel like I'm done with that now, though. That I was saying to Raj, yes, last night someone was like to me, Hardy, you've got something. They're like, you've got something. He's my friend. He's just saying, oh, there's something there. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I know there's something there. But like, before, if you asked me that a year ago, two years ago, I'd be like, yeah, I know I got something, something going on. But now I'm like, yeah, I fucking do have something. Like, we all have something. It's just like tapping into it. Exactly, yeah. But you know what? But there's something about a woman who's very confident and sure of herself and sure of her skills and where she wants to go that um, unnerves <laughs> I want to say men but I want to say as well I have to say other women as well like it's not even 100% it's not even just mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. and I've seen it in my mm-hmm. career over and over but now it's like no fucks given but yeah during that time like yeah I was I was having like depression because I was just like mm. why are these women treating me like this blah 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 but they just didn't like that I was this cocky confident person that was like this is where I want to go this is how I'm getting it mm. this is why the show's shit this is what you need to do better here's my new ideas mm-hmm. and they didn't have any do you know what I mean mm. people with ideas are the real winners you know people who've got ideas and like some people steal other people's ideas and some people are just waiting around licking waiting from but the people who've got the ideas are the real winners man I know that too bro you know you guys have just talked about making yourself smaller whatever yeah we were actually talking on this talking about this for, on our last episode which was like our christmas episode about the holiday and um cameron diaz is on a date with jude law yeah and he she's like a boss it's about the film the film yeah have you seen it yeah sorry i thought you were talking about it in real life no, 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 no. sorry 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 okay, no okay. so she's on a date yeah they're getting to know each other they've already slept with each other whatever they're getting to know each other though they're at lunch which i would recommend against because if you really i mean well actually she's on holiday but i mean anyway that's just <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so she so she's a boss yeah like she owns her own company it makes adverts for like tv shows tv no sorry for movies and stuff like that and she owns her own company. It's like she, the office is in her house. La di da di da. She's killing it. She's at the top of her game. She doesn't tell him, and he he tells her what he does. And so he comes from this big literary background. His dad's at Penguin House. His mum's a writer. He's an editor. La di da di da. So she realizes, okay, he comes from a home where the woman like has a career or whatever, and like it seems like his whole family is leveled up, right? So then she says, oh, okay, now that I know what you've, what you do, what you've done and where you, what sort of a family you come from, I feel comfortable telling you what I do. Mm. And that's when she tells him. And I just thought that was mad interesting that mm. she's like, she's this boss bitch, but she's not owning that identity when she's talking to a man. When she's talking to a man, she sees what he's about. And then she says, I feel comfortable sharing this information about myself with you now that I know who you are. When it comes to men, do you guys ever make yourselves... <laughs> No, I don't think so, you know. I think we have to we have to own ourselves and own our worth and, you know, our boss bitch vibes. Like we ha- we have to own it because like Vic said earlier, like no one else is gonna do it for you. Do you think a man is gonna big you up and say, Oh yeah, you're doing great? Especially one that you've just met, like obviously hopefully the person that you're with, but someone that you just met, you tell them that you're doing amazing in life and he's not gonna say you know what? That's incredible. Blah, 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 blah. No. People should say that more though. It pisses me off. It pisses me off that people don't big up other people enough. Like when they're doing incredible things, like 
Why don't people take interest more? It's a bit annoying. So, so two things. Like, I think with the bigging up people, I feel like people just feel like, oh, I'm going to look like I'm bum-licking you. Or I'm in your arsehole. Or, or, or I'm going to look like yeah. I want what you have. Yeah. Oh, my God. I pick up people all the fucking time. Like, mate, me too. I even had, like, someone said to me once, it even looks like to me, they said to me, like, if I didn't know you, it looks like you have a vendetta. Like, you're doing it to gain something. Oh, an agenda. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't have any agendas. I just want people to know I think what they're doing is great. Because I just, because sometimes you could be doing something for years and years and no one really tells you. And you kind of think, damn, is this even great or whatnot? But like, yeah, if you say to someone, hey, like, I love your YouTube channel. I love your article. I love your cooking. Like, I think it's good to tell people that. Like, it don't, it doesn't hurt you to say it. And like, if you think they're doing a good job, why wouldn't you say it? It's like that stupid, it's annoying though. It's that stupid, annoying meme. And it's like, you lot don't big up your friend's businesses, blah, blah, blah. Or tell your friends when they're... And that's so true though, because a lot of people don't do that. The minute their friend blows, that was my friend from school, you know. That was my friend from school, you know. But you didn't want to use your math to say, actually, I think my friend's business is great. And like, I do think there's a problem with people telling people that, you know, what they think they're doing is great. I actually had a friend who once told me that they didn't big me up because they said that, what it would be awkward for all, all the other friends that they had so for example she didn't share me on her instagram stories because she said that all her other friends would be like what about my praise and i was like that's weird big me up in the dms boo so i think this generation is just really weird if i'm gonna be completely honest mm-hmm. i don't think this happened in my parents generation of people yeah. not wanting to re- reserve their compliments because it was like that close to their chest maybe i'm just really weird and i don't really care but yeah, in re- in regards to making yourself feel small in front of men, um, is this the holiday that you're talking about the film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like early two thousands. Mm. Gosh, I I felt like she was really like quite kind of like metropolitan, quite liberal ish, wasn't she? Not so I'm quite surprised she did that. I can't remember the film that much. Yeah, yeah, she was. Because we were watching it and we were like looking for lessons and things to say thank you next to you. That was the first time I actually noticed that line, and I was like, she actually just said to him. I'm comfortable sharing this with you now that I know like yeah. what sort of family you come from. And I was just like, shit, man. Like, how have I not picked up on this before? Because you're just watching the film in such a different way when you're not looking at it like that. And it was written by a woman. So I'm just kind of like, was she trying to say something? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's it's weird. weird. Um, I do think successful women do feel like, mm, are you trying to come over for my money sort of thing? Oh, do you think? So maybe it was like she needs to like G-check him and be like, okay, what are you about? Because, you know, some men, they're like, okay, okay, let, this one's a sugar lady and I can stay put here. She can pay my rent and I can stay, I can put my feet up. Yeah, she can buy me Gucci trainers. Yeah. God forbid. That's what she would have lied and said she worked at Walmart and I won't blame her. Making yourself small for men, it does nothing. Does absolutely nothing. It, all it does is just make their ego more inflated. What are you saying? Thank you next to? Thank you next imposter syndrome. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat to us. No, thank you so much for having us. It's been fun. I feel like it was a real girly chat. Yeah, I feel like a sleepover vibes. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh my God, we should have all wore PJs. Oh, we should have. And we should have watched Ariana Grande's show together. Oh my God. Show by Ariana fucking Grande. <laughs> I don't know how she's going to handle it. Like when Ari's on this podcast, like literally, I don't know how you're going to handle it. But I love how you're manifesting that. Guys, can I just tell you that she's my friend and she sent me her yeah. perfume? Shut up. 
up. Are you joking? In fact, not, not even just me. What? She sent it to Jazz as well. We're actually her friends. No, we know her. Are you okay? Can you hook us up, like, and just be like, "Hey, these girls no. made a podcast after you." No. What? Just no. No. My girl could never do 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 do. Ariana could never do 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 do. Thank you. Next. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thank You Next with Black Girls Live In. Make sure you share this episode with someone who you think will enjoy it. So basically everyone slash anybody. Michaela Cole, maybe? Oh, wow. You know what? I would just love to meet Michaela. That's it, okay? I love her so fucking much. We'll try and get her on the podcast, innit? Trust me. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe in Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to give us a review. There is a prize, isn't there? It was a dance, but I've now changed it to a bag of my hair. So make sure you give a good review and you'll get a good bag of hair. Are you cutting your hair again then? Is that what's happening? We'll see. But you'll get a bag of it. Maybe my split ends. Who knows? All right, cool. So basically, we want to just shout out Keisha Becky, who's saying that she's saying thank you next to being ghosted too. Oh, snap, sister. And just... I actually mouthed it to Raj over Zoom because that's how we're doing it. Keisha Becky was my review. So you can, I did one review and Keisha Becky was me and I said I was ghosted just to make Raj feel better about her being ghosted. So sorry for that. That's actually me. But I'm entitled to one review and if I, that's, I'm going to use it well. And I did. It was so good. You picked up on it. It was so good I picked up on it and I was like, yeah, she's my sister in ghosting. But no, nah, man, nah, I ain't got a sister in ghosting. I'm just solo. I'm solo in, in this bitch. Shit. So. And you actually genuinely thought it was a real review from a real I, human. I was like, was yo, Keisha me. Becky, like, is someone that's got good taste in music. Like, me me and her are going to meet oh. up. Like, you know, I was just like, cool. Like, but it's just you. So. <laughs> it was actually me. That was, yeah, that was You're me. so funny. Sorry. So guys, we'll be back next week with more shit we want to say thank you next to. Remember to holler at us. Let us know what you're saying thank you next to. It might be being ghosted. It might be situations that no longer serve you. Let us know a little bit about that situation that isn't serving you anymore. You can email us or leave us a voice note because you know one way of making Hardeep's knickers wet is to hear your voice. So email us at hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on the socials where Thank You Next Pod on Insta, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everything, everything, everything. Roger's written here in the notes, yeah. We're going to go sort out our New Year's Eve plans, but I'll tell you what my plans are now. What? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, I know what, I've, what I'm doing. I'm going to get loads of mulled wine and I'm going to watch the final series of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix because it's dropping on the 31st. But also... I don't know if you guys know this, but the OG aunts from Sabrina the Teenage Witch when Melissa Joan Hart, yeah, when Melissa Joan Hart used to be in it, they're actually making a cameo in this season. And I am just hoping and praying that Melissa Joan Hart is in it because then, you know, all my dreams will come true. And this is the final season of Sabrina. So I'm just like, when is that going to happen? Like, Why weren't all of them in this new remake of it? I don't know, man. Like, uh, talk to the makers of Riverdale because they just didn't, they didn't, they didn't do it. But at least they're doing it now. So let's see what happens. I'm not interested unless it's the original people. Well, you can watch the last season because you'll see the aunts. Can you tell me what episode it is? Yeah, I'll message you when I see it, when it happens. I'll be there. I'll be there. Thank you guys for listening. Happy New Year. Oh my God. Happy New Year. Fuck. Thank you.